Hi, everybody. It's good old J.R. Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. Is she the one? Is she the dude? Pass! <laughs> Swipe left. Bethany. Pass! God, I, I feel like this is obviously fake. Oh, come on. What Swipe do you mean? Right. Well, it's great. She doesn't even it? have any more pictures. I can't even tap. You know how many single fitness models are out there, Dave? <laughs> God, no we got we to well, use actually, this. We got to use this. Actually, there's a... <laughs> a buddy of mine is uh, that I work with is seeing a fitness model from here and she works out at Kakana. Fitness models a real fucking loose term. <laughs> She's <laughs> done competitions. Instagram she, model. She apparently knows who you are. Oh, so. oh boy. Well, who doesn't know who the doesn't Appleton know who the Oak, Oak is. man of a thousand poses. Yeah, Dude, we've been recording. Holy fuck, we're live. <laughs> and we are coming to you live from the 13th floor oh, of the built Ford Tough F-150 Raptor BF Goodwrench All-Terrain TA and some smooth drinking Kentucky bourbon studios sponsored by Jim Beam. Ladies and gentlemen, we are nestled in the heart of the picturesque Fox Valley overlooking the pristine waters of Lake Winnebago. There's only one. And this is the Bad Medicine Podcast. You dicks didn't tell me you were recording. Okay, oh, your yeah, phone well, shut yeah. down. So for those what? of you, you shut my phone just down. joining, um, I have uh, I've been in a relationship for quite some time now. At about, least a week. Uh, we went on our first date like no man. We went on our first date three yeah, years 12 ago. Twelve days ago. <laughs> So I have never actually even looked at what Tinder is. Obviously, I'm very familiar with there's an app where you swipe left, swipe right, and there's very little actual interaction. Go or pass! And so I am on Answers uh, <laughs> Tinder. Uh, this this is clearly what, what I just tapped on something and it brought up her like profile. I don't yeah. I don't I don't want to hit the arrow down below. They hit the arrow. Okay, <laughs> it's funny so, watching uh, the old guys use technology nah, for hey, women. Easy, hey, easy. That's uh, because I don't. I never needed to use. Tinder. All right. So yeah. this is this is my is twenty three. Uh, obviously, you and I are looking for the same thing. Obviously, this is fake. Andrew, we're passing on her. Kind of looks like a doll. Uh, oh, that's real. Pass. Um. Uh, eh, eh, <laughs> I mean, okay. Eh, make sure you get these. Oh, what in the fuck is this on? chick wearing? Is that a snake skin? It is a snake skin with like thigh high boots. Pass. <laughs> What? Swipe left. Pass. This girl's just got a tiny picture of her standing on the side of a fucking mountain. You can't even see what she looks like. Pass. That's why, that's why you look at the other pictures. I'm just tad. No. Nope. Are you sure you're swiping the right way to pass? Is it, am I supposed to be swiping left to pass or right? Left to pass, okay. right to say. Right. Yeah. This, is a, this, this girl's is got a picture amazing. of her and 18 of her friends. Pass. That's just the guys who ran pass. the train on her. Pass. We are pass. actually. 
Pass. <laughs> oh, this is, look at this, sweetheart. She's got her tongue just hanging out. Gross. Oh, super Pass. swipe. Oh, she's cute. There you go. We'll set you up she with got her. Some brows. She's only 16 miles away. I thought you were going to say she's uh, only 16. Well, all right. Well, we got to swipe right here for you. This oh, is an this ad. They make you winger. fucking watch ads No, on no, no. Tinder? You can just swipe left right away. Do I swipe left if I don't yes. want the ad? Yes. <laughs> Please swipe right. Ads. Swipe left. Swipe left. Swipe left. <laughs> swipe left. Swipe so you're left. saying there's not a lot here in Wisconsin. Uh, Whoa, what was that? Uh, swipe left. <sighs> These are all These Wisconsin? Aren't even, this isn't even the same person. Swipe left, swipe left. <laughs> that Holy was a, fuck. Are there that many people that really use this shit? This uh, is terrible. Hey, what, what, your, is, what, what are your, is brought to you what are by your, Tinder? What, 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 are, what are your, what are your Andrew, share, share with everybody how old you are. 34. So what are your settings on here? Do you get like an age range setting on here? I do. I do can we say it even on radio what you fucking set your age range at? <laughs> God. 18 to 34. <laughs> Holy fuck. So wait, you're th- how old are you? 30 you set your age range to 34 your own age you didn't give it like a buffer of like five years older than you nah god pass. jesus pass 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 well i was gonna follow the quarter rule and nothing over 25 all right this is fake only one picture pass pass she wants to go to breakfast and pancakes and wears weird hats 18 dollars for eggs What is this? Swipe night? What is so the so Yeah, that's a little game you're supposed to play and what then is you swipe night. Just pass on it. Pass. <laughs> God damn it. It's pass. We're so making I think you're being the only fucking matches he gets. I think your standards are, are a bit uh, high for what no, the answer would we'll swipe right on her. She's been to the Coliseum. She goes to college. Pass. <laughs> we don't want him too smart. Pass. Nice. No, I, I, I swiped right on the girl who's been to the Coliseum. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm okay. handling and Look at this skanky outfit. Pass. Oh, no, you gotta no. God damn it. <laughs> I don't think you know how Tinder works. Jesus. You can do... Oh, this is... I, I so so I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with online dating. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> After I'm the old. burial, you're six I'm, feet down, and then you no. go, "Oh, there's nothing no, wrong." No, no, but seriously, so I'm you know I'm fuck I'm forty in a couple days. So the thing is, I've never I've never really done by the way online dating. I'm a pretty sociable person, whatever. But I think you know, especially as you get older, I don't think there's anything wrong with online dating at all. In fact, I think it's great because you know if you're looking for kids or non-smokers or non-drinkers i think it's great because you can weed all that shit out you know and 20 you don't years, have to you lie 20 years ago it's like date. you find a girl in a bar or you find a girl in church and you don't know shit about them until you've been dating them for eight weeks and then you find out you know they've got six, six toes on their shit. left foot you know or something <laughs> weird feet. but um here andrew lying his ass off as so she's I, buying her drinks oh i'd love to have kids someday yeah. <laughs> i thought you, you said, know i really like kids it say i don't care about in there what's it so I, in his profile what does this say because quinn gave him that line to say that, that he's doctor you didn't put that you own doctor a yacht. No, you? no 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 God, anyhow no like, the classic but, thing was always quinn and a group of girls would be like oh we could be out on your boat having fun but no we're here <laughs> you drinking would, you would tell girls that he oh, has a boat and, and how, how many times did it work jesus never never you never committed it you never, never committed well, to that. Well, no, the one time it was a boat, she's like, oh, Jesus. I work at the at a bar right yeah, on the river. Bring the boat in. Does, does, do, do people know if you swiped left? It doesn't tell you how many times It'll, people swipe left on you, does it? Like, no, fuck. Like, no, you no, open up your Tinder, 8,000 people swiped if, left on you, you tonight. If you and the girls fuck. both swipe right, then it, it says it's a match. You. Oh, yep. then it's a match. Yep. But I feel like, 
like sites like Match and like eHarmony where you actually put in some shit about yourself. Like maybe you can, but this is literally oh, just, man. this is, li- oh, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, Andrew didn't have, well, that might be on you, buddy. <laughs> um, so you didn't have success with Match. So Tinder is basically like, is there an instant physical attraction with a picture that could be filtered, angled, all of the above? And then you just got to fucking hope that when you actually meet up with this person, that they look like what they did in their picture because there's nothing there other than, uh, you know, other than, uh, fuck, man. Uh, what does that know. say, Dave? T.W. Orton rant? What? T.W. <laughs> T.W. 3 versus so Orton? We'll swipe right. She's got a dog. We'll swipe right on her. So I'm, I'm, I'm going through Andrew's pass. Uh, she's 30 miles. One picture, but you know what? Yeah. We'll Okay, um, which one is she there? The yeah, I, okay. I I by by rule by 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 this is like a rule of thumb. If there's two pictures in a girl's dating profile, her friend is always the more attractive one. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. It's like <laughs> it's it's like a dis- see. Look, yeah. look. There's her with the friend. Tap and? right. That's oh, who that is. It's it's a, the old bait and switch, the, the old- ladies. Look, the old trickery. Uh, look, uh, look, looks aren't everything. Sorry, so and so from Green Bay, twenty miles away. Looks aren't everything, and look, man, I've I've met some beautiful women who have the personality of a two by four that I would pay them to shut the fuck up. But you, ladies, you can't but, be making dating profiles right where away. it's you and your hottest friend, <laughs> and then but not right away. Don't make a dating profile where it's like you and your hottest friend, and then like just just for oh, that. Well, alone, then I gotta get rid of my pass. pictures with me. You know, and Quinn. It sounds to me like we're rolling right into bad dating advice. Bad <laughs> dating advice. Oh, and Andrew just took the phone. All right, so here's. Oh, hey. All right, did, did I swipe left swipe. On, on on too swipe. many people? Okay, you can go through that later. Oh, you don't like have to do it Jesus, now. I swipe. Oh, I swiped left on. Yeah, so I swiped left on way too many. Way too many people. Excuse me. Do you mind if we dance with your dates? Oh, okay. oh Jesus. <laughs> I forgot. I do you, uh, you're going to, uh, I tell you what, man, you're going to end up, you, you, <laughs> you stick with that and you keep trying to meet girls like that. You're going to end up old and single with just some nasty, bitter, <laughs> eight-time divorced white chick with a bad haircut who wants to speak to the manager. That's what you're going to end up with. These old... Is her name going to be Karen? Her name's... Is my ste- I feel bad. My stepmom's name is Karen, and she's such a sweetheart, and all these friend memes... Of the friend, friend of the, of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Stepmom, friend of the podcast. No, but all these memes are coming all over... <laughs> All these memes are coming out with the Karen, and it's all about the middle-aged white women. And I tell you what, though, they're they're memes always they're like stereotypes. They come from a place of truth. So whether they stretch, you know, whatever, uh, they come from a place of truth. But you know what? I I I love these the the Karen memes. You know, making fun of the the middle-aged white women. I almost I tell you what I was in uh, San Antonio this weekend. And beautiful I, city. San Antonio. Friend beautiful. of the podcast. It's the city of San Antonio is a friend of the podcast. Alamo. Just, so I, <laughs> you just go back to Tinder over there. All right. I swipe right. Pass. Swipe right. You're not, you haven't passed on anybody. <laughs> you could, you guys should have seen him. Do it. You should have seen him sweating as I was swiping left. He's like, oh, oh, no. Oh, could have been the one. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, so I'm in, I'm I in San Antonio. Drinking night, I'd sweat uh, all the time. I am not one to ever shy away from confrontation. I grew up, my, my dad was the kind of person where if he saw something he didn't like or somebody being rude, my dad would pipe up right away. No fear. Mike Bay, no fear. 
That's Steps actually right his, uh, his happy nickname. Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy to, birthday. Uh, yeah, uh, it was on the 11th. But so we're, we're on this plane, and, and the things, I should start like my travel stories section of this podcast, because the shit I see on the road is unbelievable. But I can't tell you how many times we land, and getting off of a plane is a pretty simple process. You land, the people in the front seats go first. Now, I understand there's certain times where planes are really late, and people have connections to make, and usually... People are assholes about it and never yeah. listen. But usually the flight attendants will make an announcement that, you know, we're running really late. People have connections to make. Could people stay in their seats and let other people go? If that's the case and people are like darting for the front of the plane, I certainly understand because I've been in that situation. But we landed in San Antonio at after 11 at night. That is everybody's final destination. Nobody has connecting flights to make. So this lady... Uh, you know, there's probably five people who get up and like start moving towards the front of the plane, and I'm like, kind of like, all right. What apparently, age, what age are we talking here for this? This, this lady, lady that I'm about to get into, mm-hmm. she's I don't know, she's probably 45, about to get in. 47. You know, of course, some bad haircut with a bad dye job that she probably did at home with a box of whatever crap. Probably she got drives at a white GMC Yukon. So. Everybody's getting off the plane. Some people are butting in line. And I'm sitting down in the row in front of me to my left is a guy with a, a Navy veteran hat on, right? Just patiently waiting. And of course, this crusty ass old white chick gets up and kind of almost like starts almost like pushing the person in front of her. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm not sure if you've ever been on a flight before, but generally speaking, how we deboard is you go by row. So one at a time. And she's like, well, I know. And I'm like, well, then have some courtesy for the people in front of you and just wait. She's like, well, I got to get my bag from baggage. I'm like, sweetheart, everybody's got to get their bag from baggage. <laughs> wait else. your turn. She's like, don't you, don't you call me sweetheart. And I'm like, don't worry. I, I, I won't that do it again. And I'm sure nobody's question. calling you sweetheart. And she's <laughs> like, why. she's like, I could call you a name. I could call you. I'm just like, go ahead. Any name you want. Come up with the best one you got. And the, you know, the other people on so the plane. So she called you Oak? The other people on the plane. <laughs> Oak. Listen you can tell. Tree. You can tell the other people are starting to get uncomfortable. But I, I'm not going to pipe down. She's like, I could call you a name. I said, go ahead. She's like, I'm just going to leave with your being rude. I said, I'm being rude. I'm like, the only reason this confrontation is happening in the first place is because you were rude. There's an order to getting off of airplanes, and you just wanted to get off sooner because you wanted to go to your bag, so everybody else ahead of you didn't matter to you. You were rude, which is why I said something in the first place. So don't yell at me for being rude when I had to yell at you in the first place for being rude. She's like, you're, you're being a jerk. Like she, she couldn't think of she's anything to say. She's never used to being put in her place. No, she's, she's not. And so <laughs> the, whole way up the, the whole way up the jet bridge, she's like, you're, I can't believe how rude you are. I'm like, lady. I get, like, it's normally over. you go through your life throwing a temper tantrum like a two-year-old and nobody says shit. But I said, I'm not going to be that guy. So you were acting rude, and I said something. Deal with it. I could call you a name. She kept saying that. I could call I you could. a name. <laughs> I could call you a name. But I'm telling I, you. I just don't think she could have because I don't think she could have, like, got a thought together to call you no, a name. No, she knows. Look, she knows. I don't if, know what name to call him. He's she, putting me on the spot. She knows. But no, seriously, I'll tell you what. She knows. i tell you what. She knows. She knows. She knows. <laughs> But, but no, seriously, like some of these middle-aged white women, I'll tell you what. So here's the thing. Middle-aged white women, age 37 to 68, are the rudest, most entitled people on the face of the earth. Now, granted, this doesn't go for all middle-aged white women. So if you're listening to this, don't get your panties in a bundle. And yes, there's jerks from every demographic. But as a whole, the rudest, most entitled demographic 
on the face of the earth, middle-aged white women with bad haircuts. Coupon's been expired for two years. I want to talk to the manager. Uh, son placed 19th in his soccer tournament. Billy still deserves a participation ribbon. You know, they're like, they're just entitled and they're mean and they're nasty and they want their way and they'll throw temper tantrums. And here's another thing. We talk about entitlement. Who do we talk about? Millennials, kids 15 to 30, white suburban kids. Who do you think is raising the most entitled kids we've ever looked at? It's middle-aged white women ages 37 to 68. They're fucking terrible. It's unbelievable. And I, and I just, I tell you what, it's, it's, it's mind-numbing to see like some of these people's behavior in public. And I'm not kidding. And I know I can sit here and joke about like the coupons and stuff like that. Anybody who's worked customer service knows exactly what I'm talking about. Anybody who's worked retail knows exactly what I'm talking about there. I'm not even kidding. And I'm like, I'm, you could, you guys can see my blood pressure been rising. If you a bouncer at a bar, you've seen this. Uh, thank you. And I've got a million bouncing stories, but I've seen old middle-aged white women. <laughs> and granted it's, it's, think of the Jim you know, story. they'll get nasty and they'll get drunk. And as a bouncer, you walk up and be like, man, you need to leave. I'm not leaving. And then you be like, ma'am, you need to leave. I'm not leaving. If you even so much as brush your oh, hand don't, on their don't arm. Don't you dare touch them. Touch your hand on the arm. Ma'am. Don't you touch me. Don't you touch me. Don't you touch me. I'm a woman. And and you we dealt with that shit all the time. Yeah. I was at the old bar I bounced at Route 15 one time. God, we got to have a, a bouncer story segment. I got oh, fucking segment. Oh, I got yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, See, I, got, no, but I was at Route 15 once. On the other end. Same thing. She was probably early 40s, terrible haircut. I'm like, you need to leave. You're drunk and knocking shit over. Don't, don't you fucking touch me. And I'm like, ma'am, I asked you nicely five times and you didn't respond when I asked you nicely. So now I'm left with no other options but to try to shoo you out she's like you're not you're a man you can't touch me i'm like all right you lost her in like the first three words (laughs) i'm like all right here's how this is gonna go down you want to act like a woman i'll treat you like a woman you want to act like a bitch i'm gonna drag you out the front door and i'm gonna open it with your forehead i went casino style on her and her friends are standing around scorsese friend of the podcast her friends are kind of her friends kind of. are, and I know that sounds like violent, and people are like, oh, you're a man, you can't hit a woman, you can't do that. Look, if you're going to act like that, and I ask nicely 10 times stop for you to leave. Stop hiding behind that shield. Yeah. Let's just stop it. Like, look, you want to act like that? You want to step up? Fuck it, you know? You I know am, what you should do? Roundhouse kick. Is no. toss them in that El Camino of theirs. Holy shit. <laughs> You're gonna you did my did it, my Dave. old did my old white woman rant get, get too bad that you had to seg me we you <laughs> had to seg sweating he's, he's just sweating shit. waiting to hit the button <laughs> you can tell me if I'm going off too much oh no, no. Keep it mute, going. mute Dave's Keep microphone it going. no but no, I'll, I'll stop Keep I'll stop going. ranting but I tell you what like I said. You see it everywhere, grocery stores, restaurants, stuff like that. Well, it's so bad. It's a joke. I saw, uh, you know, uh, kids, because you know, I have you know, nieces and nephews and stuff. It's actually a Halloween costume to dress up as a Karen. Yeah, and, and then it, go out as it. Like, so but it's, okay, it's, it's not it just really? us. Well, yeah, yeah. Any, yeah. Well, not there, there's the, guys the, dressing up as Karen with the mean culture. Vice yeah. versa. I'm sure there's guys dressing up as the no ma'am girl too. I think there's a guy who uh, there, there's a guy who dressed up as a woman and then beat the Chicago Bears playing quarterback. Oh, jeez, ah! Dave. Terrific, Ruff. Teddy Bridgewater. Rough weekend Teddy in sports. Teddy and his high cheekbones, Bridgewater. <laughs> high cheekbones. 
Uh, but El Camino. Camino. El Camino. So the movie Back El Camino. El Camino. So the movie El Camino. Uh, Quinn, uh, oh, Breaking Bad, uh, one of my favorite series of all time. Been they waiting. left us hanging with the Breaking Bad series finale. They followed it up and gave us a little bit of closure, a lot of bit of, well, I shouldn't say a lot because there's still some questions, but uh, what do you think of El Camino? You know, it was so refreshing to watch a television show or movie, I guess in this case, be put together where everything they do matters. It was like you're reading a book. You know, you know an author isn't going to put lines in a book that are just kind of throwaways and don't mean anything. When I was watching this, it was so refreshing, and I wish all the other shows that I like would take notes on it because El Camino, everything they did, every little uh, camera shot and thing they did in each frame meant something. And that was just so refreshing to see. It was so much reminded me of Breaking Bad and what made Breaking Bad great that I, I couldn't get enough of it. I know that some people were expecting more or something. I don't know. But personally, I thought it was a fantastic wrap up to Jesse Pinkman's story. Gave us some closure on it. I loved that it brought back the old kind of cat and mouse that was always going on in Breaking Bad when, uh, spoiler alert, I guess if we're going to do it, where uh, Jesse's going around looking for the money. So, I mean, overall, what I thought was that it was uh, it was done very much in the vein of Breaking Bad, and it kept that same kind of tension that you always had when you were watching that show where you're like, oh, shit, is he going to get caught? Okay, so here's my question to you, Quinn. Do you feel like, okay, so Breaking Bad, obviously, uh, a, a, what is it, six, seven years, eight-year series? Yep. Do you think having a, a two-hour movie, do you think they still did it justice? I know you think they did a good job. Is this something where they could have added another season, or do you think two-hour movie, they did? They got everything in they needed to get in? Well, my God, you could have added a whole other five-season series of just what Jesse did. I mean, you certainly could do that. I don't think that was in the cards. I'm sure they wanted to, uh, to move on to different projects, but I felt for uh, a two-hour movie, it gave really good closure to the story. It answered a lot of questions that uh, we might have had and maybe things we didn't even think of, and it also gave us some insights to some of the other characters uh todd of course we learned he was even more of a whack job than we thought but <laughs> i i just felt that for a two-hour movie i thought netflix hit it out of the park once again vince gilligan delivers you know walking dead takes some notes that's where i'm gonna end it on walking dead takes some notes he calls out <clears throat> walking dead but uh what i what i loved was like all the little subtle callbacks like uh did you notice the tarantula mm-hmm. that was in yep. there like like I didn't even. And how know. creepy is that? That he still had the tarantula from the kid oh, that he yes. shot. Oh That well, spoiler. <laughs> if you know, <laughs> okay. We I think we we <laughs> told him we told him last told week, but they did but they did no, that a lot, they, Andrew. They pulled they so pulled a lot things. of stuff in. Because like even after like I didn't pick up on all of them, but uh, like I I read like the Easter egg, the Easter egg article, and you know where that's where I got the tarantula and like all the other callbacks. It was just amazing that they. It was like Vince like watched the whole show quick and he's like, oh, let's throw this in there, throw that in there, throw this in there. Yep. And I was even watching the show with my dad because he's a fan of Breaking Bad. And he even even he was picking up like on all the little stuff they did, like when Jesse pulled into uh, to Skinny Pete's and he hit the basketball hoop with that the car. That was fantastic. <laughs> there, there was no reason to put that in there 
other than just to put it in there to show, you know, kind of some desperation. Maybe he's strung out or, you know, not strung out, but like wired from not sleeping or whatever. It's like all the little things like that that they put in is what makes it. And it even gave you a little bit of moment of levity there to kind of laugh about him, you know, hitting like the Like a lot of money was give, that uh, Walter gave to them. They gave to... Yeah. Gave yeah. To yeah I thought that was pretty cool, too. That was pretty yep. neat. Yeah, I thought I thought they did a great job with it. Quinn, I agree with you 100%. When, when, and the reason I brought up that question is because I thought that it was such an enthralling series that, okay, they're going to do this in a two-hour movie, and I felt like they were really just going to sell everybody short. Because, like I said, one of the... Yeah, they could have went with arguably like a whole one season of, Arguably of one of the most popular TV shows of all time, if you look at numbers. Yep. Um, rave reviews. Um, Robert but, Foster, incredible in there as well. Yeah, the late and, Robert Foster. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Great job. And... Uh, I tell you what, I was really skeptical about how they were going to tie this up in a, in a movie just because there was so much depth to the storylines and the plots throughout every season. And every season had its own storyline, and then they tease you at the end until the next season. Yep, hook, yeah. And uh, like so uh, Oak Island. I wasn't getting, like, let, <laughs> I wasn't, like, hanging on but they for did, three months. They didn't. It was uh, an hour. But, <laughs> yeah, but they, they brought everything together in a two-hour, however long it was, yeah. two-hour movie. Yeah. I watched it on uh, I watched it on my flight to San Antonio actually. They brought everything together. I thought they did a fantastic job. I loved the ending. I thought they did such a good job yeah. with the ending and so often with with programs we love, you know, we get so involved and, and invested in and I know that sounds overly dramatic for a TV show to say we're invested, but people are. What are you a 45-year-old you know, white woman what are you, over a there? 45-year-old white woman. This <laughs> is my crazy anatomy. <laughs> Ah. No, but like I was Dexter, for example. Dexter was one of my oh, favorite people shows. People hated that. Finish. They could not have ended that show worse. Mm. I, I tell you what, and you guys are going to yell at me. And uh, sorry for our listeners, I've never watched a single episode of The Sopranos, but I understand that. Same. That same. I understand. You <laughs> no. guys are missing out. I understand that that ending you. upset Still a lot of people. Up. I understand that that ending upset a lot of people, and so you get that so just often. because it faded to blood. <laughs> that- yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But That's you get so I many, so many endings that just leave, and this really, it really tied things together. And they ended it. We've been talking the last couple of weeks about Rambo and about the Joker and all these movies where there's like not a happy ending. And for as dark of a as uh, a story <laughs> as yeah. for as dark so of a refreshing. story as Breaking Bad got at sometimes, you know, it was that was the thing I loved about that show. It got very dark. It got very serious. There was you know things that were really entertaining with but, Jesse. Yeah, Science, no, no. Yeah. Magnets, bitch. Yeah. You heard him say magnets. Yeah. Magnets, bitch. So there was a lot of really fun stuff, but it had it just had a very good, refreshing ending. And it was just like when it was done, you were like, all right, that's cool. You weren't like, oh, fuck these directors or, okay, maybe they'll do another one. You don't, nobody needs another one. There's no, it's done. Yeah. I there's mean, no, Vince there's Gilligan well, I mean, no, Walt, and his crew are the best in the business. Well, Walter went up there too and he ended up coming back. So you never know. You never know. You never know. You never but, know. Uh, huge but, shout out to uh, them using Appleton at the end. That was that's awesome. I loved it. That's that's tried I tried screenshotting it on my yeah. phone. Netflix won't let you screenshot. If you screenshot it, it turns black. I have a picture I can oh, send you. What's that? I have a picture I can send Appleton, you. Appleton, Wisconsin. They yep. use it. I was watching that and on I the plane. And I told you last week we did a tease that we were hey. going to prove Friends of the Podcast. <laughs> hey, there is it that, is. Is that friend, what it was? Friend, that's what it was. Friend of the Podcast heard we were doing a review this week, so he said him and his wife were going to watch it this weekend. And he's like, so what's all this with Appleton? I was like, you'll see. You'll and see. And you'll love it. 
That was it was interesting. Well, Stranger Things, a kid had a, a shirt that Ugh. said Wapaka. You know what? Shut up, Andrew. No, he did. He, he had did. a Wapaka Wisconsin <laughs> shirt on. <laughs> We're like, where did this kid get you know, a Wapaka you know, shirt? That's I don't want to get even more. They, that's like, even more out like there a, than uh, Appleton. Also, they like small all of our, town Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah, they like all of our unique names we have here. Yeah, well, you know, I want to know what the tie-in is to that, though. Whoever wrote that line, I want to know who the tie. Yeah, somebody had to have known something from Appleton, Wisconsin. Because they're friends with Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, but that was Milwaukee. Everything oh, he said, was he went to, yeah, Sorry. he went to West. God, Andrew, know your history. Well, your history. went to New Lisbon, and Dave didn't even know that. I didn't even know that hometown. <laughs> well, the cool thing about uh, El Camino is that they literally made sure there was no more loose ends. No, nothing, man. Yep. They tied up everything. Everything I, I, got tied I, up. I loved it. And then I, some. The, uh, the, the Wild West shootout scene, yeah. fucking brilliant. Yep. Just so brilliant. Awesome. And the thing is, here's what uh, they, they really cans? They really sucked me in with that screen, with that with that whole sequence because... Did you forget he had the other gun? <clears throat> no, oh, I, I will. So even leading into that sequence, so spoiler alert if we haven't already spoiled the whole show. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, so when Jesse called his parents, so they set that up. Jesse needed another $1,800. He called his parents because you're like, okay, that's weird. Got his parents out of the house. And you thought he was on some sort of decent track. And you're like, fuck, he's going to go steal money from his parents. They're going to come back and be like, he stole money. He didn't want the money. I love he couldn't all get the safe wanted, open. All he, yeah, and it was his brothers. <laughs> he's fucking brothers. His, his birthday is not working. A brother's birthday. Oh, was it Jake or something? Yeah. Jake's. But he took the guns, and I, 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 for, I, for as good as of a mood as I was throughout that movie, as soon as I'm like, shit, he's going to go steal that money from his parents. And then even when he went to get the money, he's like, look, I just want 1800 bucks, which yep, would have left him in a, a rough spot as far as moving forward yeah, in the future. Broke, yeah. He'd have been broke, but at least it would have given him a, a fresh start. But uh, that was brilliant. I, I think they just – I just, again, I think they did a great job with it all around. It's It was uh, – it was a, a like you said a good tie-in. They didn't leave any loose ends. You didn't have any questions. You weren't really saying, "Oh, but what about this or what about that?" And I thought they did a great job with it. And it doesn't leave you wanting another Breaking Bad movie. So let me let me ask you guys this: uh, Unless with the sun, Jesus comes. Christ, <laughs> somebody get the duct tape. What were you saying? You go ahead and finish the Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you guys this: With the Walter White appearance, what were you guys expecting? Were you guys expecting something like that, or were you guys expecting more? Because I feel like a lot of people that were upset with the movie were like expecting this. Well, see, I went into with it, Walter and Jesse again. Yeah, oh. I mean, I went into it not watching any spoilers. I didn't read anything about it. I Same. wanted to watch it completely fresh. Same here. And I didn't have any problem with the amount that they did with Walter. You know, I mean, I thought it was a, it was a nice moment. They got to work in uh, Jesse's catchphrase at the buffet line when he said "salad bitch" or whatever. Salad bitch. Pineapples, bitch. I really, I really enjoyed when they were sitting in the booth talking, and he was like, "You know, you're gonna have to get your GED." I graduated. <laughs> you were <laughs> there. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> that was see, awesome. That's the kind of I stuff know. I'm talking those about. Two, that other shows, great. that other shows don't do. And I don't Scott know if Gimple. if somehow fucking tool Vince Gilligan and his crew managed to hire oh. all the good writers in in Hollywood, <laughs> and there's nobody left who can come up with ideas like that, even just little stuff like that. It is just it makes them look that much better. There, there are probably that good of writers. It's just Vince. Leading the way once again, it's a Vince. Hey, it's a Vince. Again, it's what, a Vince. Have, what have we always Whether said with Man Lombardi. Breaking Bad? 
little things. Yep. Every it's little thing little the details. It matters. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Details. So details. Because it matter. doesn't take any time. You're not wasting any screen time to just show something in the background or have a person act a certain way. That doesn't take any time, you know? It takes like a second. Yep. So, uh, so as far as other stuff hero, we Jesse? watched last week, I got my first opportunity <laughs> to sit down and watch an AEW uh, yes. weekly broadcast. Now, just to set this up a little bit, I uh, I saw their first pay per view. I was with my boy Dauber and Alan and the the Rolo cousins friends of the podcast. Friends by of the, the way. podcast. Yep, all, Great all my guys. Um, Dauber's got a his uh, his his stepdad. Gary built this like sweet ass like man cave off the back of their house, three four giant <laughs> TVs, a fireplace, a bar, a popcorn machine. Nice. Oh, yeah. that's when you know you're going yeah. big time. Yeah, a yeah. We'll machine. have to have a party at Dobbers again once we live. always go we'll there. Do a live we'll podcast. do a live, live podcast. podcast from Dobbers. But um, so we were. Uh, so I thought the first pay per view was really exciting. You know, we we go back to some discussions about that where I said I had my concerns about their ability to put on uh, a good weekly program, and my concern wasn't as much from a production standpoint as it was with uh, the, the the talent depth and a continuation of storylines and stuff like that week with new because mm. there's so much in WWE is continuation of storylines, old storylines mm. starting new, and essentially I know they could play off of some of the backstories of the the wrestlers, but they're kind of starting fresh. And how's that going to play yeah. out? Watching my first nightly episode, <laughs> the storylines didn't bother me at all. What bothered me was the production value. And it, for as much money as I understand they have, the production value looked really, really low. And, Quinn, you, you know, I again, I'm mostly just a pay-per-view I'm mostly just a pay-per-view type person, but do you think the production value, because I've noticed in older programs like, you know, like TNA and like ECW, sometimes they do that on purpose, I think, to give it a grittiness, mm. you know, and to kind of keep it more old school because WWE can get so flashy and I like that, but they can get so flashy and so over the top with some of their things. Uh, do you think that uh, AEW purposely kind of makes their show look a little bit gritty and maybe a little bit lower production value to to kind of keep it to have that right feel? Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably a conscious effort there because if you're not going to be number one, you know, why go down that route? So if you're not going to out pro production, I guess you'd say WWE, you know, why try to compete with them on that level? Do something different that makes you unique. And, um, you know, a lot of people might say, oh, the entrance looked like something out of Thunder from 97 or whatever, you know. <laughs> they're, okay, but, uh, they're, they're, I don't the entrance. their entrance is god-awful. <laughs> it reminds me of TNA, and well, the dude's a billionaire. Well, it looks like they're doing the dual entrance where you can have the heel and face entrance. So stupid. Who's doing Go that? Go on, I'm what? sorry. AEW. AEW. Oh, they're but having. That's, that's well, I didn't even. What you saw on Wednesday night was a double entrance, but oh. you probably just saw them because the way they do I, their it, camera shots. I wasn't is paying as much yeah. attention as yeah. probably I should have. <laughs> well, that, that's an old school thing. Sorry, Quinn. You got yeah, me going. Yeah, no, and I'm just saying that I think you know they're going to try to do other things rather than try to because look, the WWE. I mean, we're watching it right now. All the lights, all the flash, all the uh, projection mapping, the entrances, the music, the fireworks, you're not going to be able to compete on that on a weekly basis. So why try? So do something different. You want to, as Paul Heyman's been quoted for saying a hundred million times, I almost don't want to say it now, but accentuate your positives, hide your negatives. What are the positives that AEW has? They have a shitload of freedom 
uh, from a character standpoint, from what they do in the ring, from promos, things like that. So go and do that. Because if you'll notice, their promos are very different, and each guy really does seem to have their own personality. Where it's like with WWE, you know, God bless them. I know these guys have the talent to do it, but all their promos, you can tell they're written by a writer, and they're saying things that they would never say. I mean, when Seth Rollins was doing the thing where he's going to burn down the Firefly Funhouse or whatever, I... I didn't believe that that was Seth Rollins saying that and really feeling that way. So I think AEW is just going to try to compete on a level where they can, you know? Well, you know, back to the uh, Seth Rollins thing, I don't get how the week before at Hell in a Cell gets the shit kicked out of him, right? (laughs) Last Monday, he comes out, oh, baby face fire, but let me tell you something, guys. Like, you don't, are you not still pissed off that you got your ass beat and you were bloody and all that, but yet he's going to come out and scream out whatever city they're in to start off their promo? Like, there's no emotion. Yeah, sometimes the continuity gets a little lost. I wasn't, I I wasn't crazy about that final match with, uh, with him and, in Bray Wyatt and Hell in a Cell. That, I was well, see, now I'm interested in hearing this because as a guy who, you know, as you say, is a bit of a casual fan, because I know why all the so-called smart people didn't like it, and I know why a lot of hardcore fans didn't like it, but what was it about it that you didn't like? Here's what I don't like, and, and I think Bray Wyatt's new character is, it's, it's creepy, the mask and stuff like that. I think they're really overplaying people being afraid of him. Like, it's at the end of the day... It's still wrestling. And, you know, even if you were to go into the ring, a hell in a cell or whatever, and look, we know it's it's scripted, but it's it's real entertainment. Mm-hmm. You can't play up this, you're just deathly afraid of somebody. Like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so afraid. I'm so scared. Yep. Because the thing is, is you know going, because they do all these promos going into it where, okay, you're going to do whatever. But then just, just on like, and, and look, and I know, like it might be critical from just kind of, you know, a casual wrestling fan, but it's, it's still like, you know, sitting in the corner with that shock look on yep. your face, like, Oh and my I'm God, glad you brought that oh up. my God, you know, like, Oh, it's so intimidating. It's it, look, it's still a guy with the mask on and it's still a wrestling match. So it's like, have fun with it, be entertaining, but don't act like one guy is going to be just terrified of another wrestler. Because if you look at like, especially any of, if he's going to be your top baby face. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, he just, I don't know. And then they went like, uh, you know, we were expecting, you know, him to pop back up like the old Undertaker. So that was kind of like, you know, they kept smashing more stuff on him. And yeah, they almost did more of like a Halloween Michael Myers thing where you thought he was dead yeah. and everything is over. And then, ah, gotcha. Yeah. You but the, the other thing that really, really bothered me and, and bothered all the guys that I was watching it with was the red tint on the screen. I've heard I, a lot of complaints I get why they that. did that, but visually it was very... It was straining on the eyes. It was cheesy. I get what you're Whoa. trying to do to have a horror effect. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that was I don't know if they, that was red lighting on the ring yeah. to where it was they, just all red lighting or with, they, uh, they did that with Kane actually when he debuted as well too to make him so I, that he somehow I, controls yep. the lighting. See, I'm glad you brought that up as well. Cuz you guys both brought up two really good points that I want to ask you about. Okay, Seth Rollins is your number one ass kicker, right? He is the guy leading Raw. Could you imagine Stone Cold Steve Austin or the fucking Rock being sitting in the corner and cowering no, over the and fiend? That's the thing. Oh, no, it Hogan, never happened. Hogan kind of did to Undertaker a little bit. 
It's because he took his cross. There's a, sh- <laughs> there's a shock factor. Look, there's a shock factor. And the difference the difference to me with Kane is, and this might be the old school wrestler in me, oh. Kane was just a massive presence yeah. in the ring. He's a good 6'7", 6'8". Yeah, but six, even eight. Austin wasn't like cowering yeah, and afraid but, so of him. Kane, but I, th- I mean yeah. as far as like being intimidated oh, and scary, sure. Kane was so big. So he at was least, pretty jacked. At least you can have, yeah, and in his earlier years, he was he was, oh. he was big. It was Seven, usually the mid, the mid, mid, so, the mid so card just faces being, would be Just being would be like fearful. scared of, being intimidated by his size, that was easy for me for people to play off. Like this is a giant ass dude. I'm intimidated by his size. Being intimidated by a, a guy who has a mask and acts weird, to me, that I, just, I don't know. I don't like it. And I like, and I, I didn't like the Bray Wyatt like family type thing that I wasn't sold on. The mask I think is cool, and I think the personality stuff is cool. But I don't think like Entrance people want to. To amazing. me, it's like it's almost like a like a little bit more of a serious like Mick Foley character. And nobody was ever afraid of you know mankind. It was just that was his character. Yeah. And I think they could still have Bray Wyatt be his character and have cool with it and have it be a little bit weird, but. And have guys be like, okay, you're creepy, but not like grown ass men, like you said, who are supposed to be the ass kickers, being like all afraid. And maybe they're, and maybe that's their idea. Like, well, what if the fans see him and how tough he is? And if somebody that tough is afraid, whoa, then it's really. But I don't know. It's just yeah. But then you uh, paint yourself into a corner, and who who's going to beat him? Brock Lesnar. I mean, if 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 he hit him with a cane and it didn't hurt, and you you know you beat him with all this stuff, and he was still able to kick out on one and do this. By the way, sting, but they don't cause any actual damage. Those kind of whatever (laughs) sticks. Well, that was the thing. Stop breaking the fourth wall over there. (laughs) They do hurt. Well, with uh, with Kane, with all those, is the mid card faces would be scared of them. Yeah, but it was when your powerhouses, because like Bret Hart would go full tilt at Undertaker, and he's given up how much size? Exactly. He's and then not it was like coloring heel, in a then corner. When, then when like Undertaker was a face, then that's when even the powerful heels. Yeah. Would I mean, be I'll tell scared. you right now, if if they're trying to destroy like a couple of guys who they have could really carry that company, like Seth Rollins or like uh, Kevin Owens, even or like well, I know Samoa Joe was hurt, and we've talked about Drew McIntyre and some Fucking others. Fucking Samoa Jones, but fucking Granny. Senora. You Senora. couldn't. You couldn't write a story where you ruin these guys any better than what they're doing. Oh, our top babyface. All right, let's have him uh, throw everything but the kitchen sink at him. Have him kick out at one, and then cower in a corner and be afraid of him. Yeah, that, that's what we'll do for him. Kevin Owens. Let's have him in a match with Shane McMahon, and he'll act like a complete dipshit about to get counted out. Dude, like three hey, times. He won. He won and got rid of Shane for you. Do You're you th- welcome. Do you think it's because of the whole? rumor that keeps going around that Vince will never allow another top star like an Austin Rock Cena to come through the company anymore. Why would why, he doesn't want to make money? He, why would he not want a top star? What is the what's that rumor? So the rumor is is that because they out they're out popular they're too they're bigger than the company. They're bigger than the company. Yeah. So they right. don't The Rock was bigger than WWE and right. WWE can say that that's not the case. We built him and we made him. There became a point and obviously it became very clear because he's his celebrity skyrocketed when he left. Yeah. And but Stone Cold Stone Cold left WWE and hasn't really he's always just Stone Cold. Yeah, There's very the, few guys very few guys, and even even Hulk Hogan, you know, prior to The Rock, That's the most one. Hogan. the most popular wrestler, he's always still tied in the WWE. Quinn, I agree with you. Like, why would that's that's crazy? Yeah, what I do don't you, get why you, you want to be make too money. popular or too <laughs> successful? Maybe he just doesn't want. He wants to always no. be. You know the the big boss and yeah, not have one of his end all. not have one of his wrestlers be more popular than the boss, but at the same time you're selling a product. 
Right. It's, well, and it's ridiculous was, because you got Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Who we, we call him preach, the Almighty, the Almighty we, friend of the podcast. Who we preach on the show? They got Rowan. You got Rowan, they got who was just in a program with their top baby faces, kicked their ass, and now he's and, and now what? Uh, now he's, where is he's he? on the Raw roster officially. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Th- I'll tell you what bothers me the most, and we'll we'll roll on to other other sports here that have people much sexier than the WWE. <laughs> the thing that bothers me the most Impossible. about Bray Wyatt. The thing that bothers me the most about Bray Wyatt. If you were in any sort of physical fight, a wrestling match with somebody that did a a weird reverse bridge, their face is so wide open to kick. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically, like, you know when you're on your back and you put your hands and it's an upside-down bridge? Oh, yeah. Little six-year-old girls can do it because they're flexible. He does that. So he get, for those of you who don't watch wrestling, he does this thing where, you know, his hands and his feet, and he does that, like, reverse bridge, and I he, can't. like, crawls at people backwards, and it scares the shit out of them. It's but so from stupid. an actual combat, physical confrontation standpoint, if anybody ever did that, you could literally just take a half step forward <laughs> and kick them... And and they're Punt. fucking upside down head like a field goal kick and it would be over. It's not scary. They have to think, you know, I get their audiences, whatever, but I don't know. Dave, it's entertaining well, that way. It's entertaining. Well, then if, if you're standing up and Undertaker's on the ground and he sits up, oh, you could just kick him right in the face too. If he sits up and you go for a face kick, he can use his hands to catch your kick. If you're ah, upside down bridging, you can't exactly protect your face. God damn it, Pritchard, hire this man. Hire <laughs> this man. We should send you, I, I sent these guys a video. I should send you that same video where a guy on the indie scene, a referee, was refing two invisible characters. Yeah, it was two invisible men having a fight. I don't want to watch this video. At <laughs> I didn't watch right the video, with the, uh, and I already I want to yeah. pass. Pass. Uh, that must have been an things, mud show. Speaking of things <laughs> I don't want to pass on. What do you, you know, the only pe- people making money passing are NFL quarterbacks, and yeah. I don't see a number Look on your at chest. That. <laughs> uh, number 12, first Fist and foremost, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron uh, you know what, we'll talk about the other number 12, Aaron Rodgers, 158.3 passer rating, five touchdowns, first, passing, first quarterback since Mark Rippon in 1990 <laughs> to have five touchdowns passing, the Packers pulled it all together. Well, and but one we, rushing, and over, and four, rushing. And over 400, 400 yards. yards. Only three ever have done it. Stats and records over Stats here. Stats and records, Andrew. You've proven awfully useful this episode. Well, man, Norman Brock. Jesus, right when I fucking say Jesus. Hey, hey, 1950, Norm Van Brocklin did it as a member of the Rams. Totally, the first. totally redeemed yourself. Mark Rippon in 90, and then Rogers yesterday. Dave, Tom, uh, Tom Brady's in some sort of television show. Feed us uh, some information. Tell us more. Tell us more, Dave. Oh, really? Tell me less. Jesus Christ. Here. Are you good? You're going to go ahead, Dave. Andrew will shut up now. (laughs) And and, and, there we go. Okay. So So, the new show with Paul Rudd that just dropped on Netflix on Friday called Living With Yourself. Tom Brady in the first 10 minutes. What's the, what's, okay, just, just high level overview. What's the, what's the topic of the show? Well, just hold he on. He cut you sec- off, Dave. You do it so every man. five seconds. Sorry. So, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> sorry, daddy. <laughs> All right, sorry. Getting off the rails. I'm real, I'm, I'm real, off the rails. I'm sorry, like legit are you, sorry. Are you rewinding no, over there? No, now he's muted. So he can't, he, he just has to scream. So the way we do, <laughs> back to the show. So what they're going to do, and I'll kind of go into it for you, Dave, with the whole thing. So Tom Brady makes an appearance in this show. 
Tom Brady is not happy with the way they set it up. So Tom Brady is walking out of this, what looks like to be a massage parlor. He comes out. He has a couple, little bit of a dialogue. He says some cocky things, which is fantastic because it's relating to the six championship Super Bowls that he won. And then he drives off. It's a matter of maybe 20 seconds of screen time for Dr. Tom. So like a cameo. It's a very short cameo. So what they did was, and I can see why Dr. Tom is a little mad, because it does look like a massage parlor, one that, uh, you know, Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft yeah, yeah, yeah. got nailed for and whatnot. And so, but when you watch it, Paul Rudd walks in. There's nothing there. It's empty. You have to go through another door. And then they walk in. And then they walk in, and it's a cloning lab. A cloning lab. It's a cloning lab. So Paul Rudd, spoiler for all you people, clones himself. And then there you go. I'm not going to give the rest of the details because you got to watch the show. But so why Tom, was so why was so Brady was mad did, when he was filming it? Did he not know that they were going to make it look like a massage parlor? I mean, there was a sign. Yeah, I there, mean, this, it wasn't like he was walking from a green screen. I mean, he came out of the building with the name on it and everything, and he obviously did. Is it, I mean, is it noted out there in like in like the internet world that uh, out on the webs, the twitters, <laughs> twitter that uh, interwebs, the Twitter face? Is it noted that uh, that he's that he's pretty upset yeah, about he this? Yeah, he had statements saying that he was uh, not happy with the way it was perceived. Can I throw my conspiracy theory uh, no, idea on this it. one? Let it drop, drop it on us. Quick. I don't Put think, on your tinfoil hats. Get ready. Strap yourselves in. I don't think there's any way in hell that Tom Brady would agree to do anything, nor would Netflix pull a bait and switch with a guy that they probably had to, you know, work through agents, different people, representatives. Like you just don't pull a fucking bait and switch on the goat like that. It just doesn't happen. And I, I mean, like I said, he's filming it. He can see the sign behind him. He didn't walk up to set out of his like 70 foot trailer and say, uh, hey, guys, what's up with the uh, <laughs> massage parlor sign over here? So well, you don't you I don't mean, think I think it's all hype for the show, because look at us. Oh, we're, yeah. we're talking about a show we might not otherwise even talk about or consider. I would because it's got Paul Rudd and I like him. But um, friend of the podcast, great huge, friend of the podcast, huge friend. He was friends with us back when he was doing Clueless and nobody knew who he was. That's right. And the Super Nintendo commercial yep. back in the day. I believe we told him to do that Clueless movie to jumpstart his career. I told him you that did, Alicia huh? Silverstone was hot. <laughs> but also he was in Ted 2 where they were going to jerk him off to get a freaking baby out of him. We're yet, talk, you're talking about Tom Brady. We're just talking about Paul Rudd. That's what Rudd. I'm talking you about Tom Brady. We were just talking about Paul Rudd, man. What's with the ADD? <laughs> How much have you had tonight? Oh, Jesus, guy. Oh, this show is off the rails, folks. Off the rails. Guy, you guys, we got to get this rolling live video. Andrew's sitting here with a beer in his hand <laughs> with his green sweatpants on, just sweating like a... And swiping left Sweating like right. a whore at church when I'm swiping left on his Tinder. <laughs> no, 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 I like that one. I like that one. It got oh. been the one. Dude, I swiped, I swiped right like four times, dude. They haven't responded. <laughs> The, the, the give, me, give me your Tinder. Hey, Candle over. Give me the he Tinder. won't do it. He won't fucking do it. 
<laughs> Give me it. Hand it over. Hey, Dave, the reason why is because he has your profile pick as his. Oh, shit. <laughs> Go for it. I would have so many more matches. Uh, Give no. me the Tinder. My, Give yeah, me the Tinder. My, I'll my swipe. Profi- my profile pitch would have been one of his 10,000 poses. Not to get off, not to get too far off topic, <laughs> but somebody somebody said they made, a, I saw a joke online, they said they made a fake Tinder program, a program profile. Program. <laughs> fake, I made a fake <laughs> Tinder program. They made a fake Tinder profile, matched with their roommate, and set up a date so the roommate would clean the apartment. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Classic. Genius. All right, who do we got? This well, girl. I, I, hey, look, I swiped. Oh God! Swipe so right. See, oh yeah, see, there it oh, is. You know, you know something, Oak. That one's so Swipe ugly. Right. She should get some hot sauce on her no, face. That is a fantastic segue into that's the main event. That's a terrible segue. <laughs> that's a ter- that's a horrible segue. I didn't even get to talk about my love for what the <laughs> fuck is you? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Black Power Rangers on Monday Night uh, Raw right Skeletor. now. Skeletor. This show you, you is didn't just. Give, you didn't even let me and Andrew talk about Tom Brady. Andrew. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you hate? Okay, legitimately. Because we were joking before uh, in our uh, no, our production meeting, we were joking about catering, uh, catering. we were joking about yeah the catering team. We were joking about Tom Brady. Now are you okay? Let's go around. The, let's go around the room, oh. and I'll go last. Dave, Tom Brady fan or no? Big fan. Well, An- Andrew, he's a fan of a team that has never had a quarterback. So of Jesus course, Christ. okay. Not Andrew, you didn't answer the question. Just answer the question. Andrew, answer the question. Are you a Tom Brady fan? No, but I respect them. I can deal with that. Quinn, Tom Brady fan? Tom Brady fan. Thumbs up. All right. I'm actually very impressed with you guys that we all showed some respect for Tom Brady because I cannot tell you the amount of people that, well, you you guys already know, the amount of people that just fucking hate Tom Brady because he wins at life. Look, you can. Jealous. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what it is. Look, people bitch all they want about, oh, the Patriots cheat. They cheat. Look, guess what? Okay, every NFL team cheats in some fashion or another to try to get ahead, whether it be performance enhancers, strategizing, whatever it is. The Browns could be cheating three ways from fucking Sunday, and guess what? Nobody's going to care because they suck. Tom Brady is winning at life. And I mean winning at life. The guy's super handsome, six Super Bowl rings, a supermodel wife. Other than, you know, his baby mama drama back in the day, he's got a pretty clean, he's got a pretty clean background. Tom Brady is winning at life, and that is why I am a Tom Brady fan and everyone else could suck it. There's <laughs> Patriots fans out there that said they would have done the same thing with Drew Bledsoe if he had not got hurt. There's pe- there's fans that still love Drew Bledsoe more than Tom Brady, no matter what oh, he does. I'm not just uh, like here. No matter what Rogers does, there's always going to be the fans so that look, love. We Favre. were talking about whether we like Tom Brady or not, but you go into I an interesting. You go into respect. You go into an interesting discussion about, and we can have a whole other episode about system quarterbacks. And I agree with you. I Huge. I get what you're saying. I think Tom Brady is very talented. I think. If you had somebody like Aaron Rodgers in the Tom Brady system, he would probably have eight rings because I think Aaron may be a little bit more talented of an athlete. That being said, Tom is still a fucking phenomenal quarterback, regardless of the system he's in, as long as he's not running. Well, but it's a system. <laughs> it's a system that he essentially created along with Vilichek. Like that's like you can't have the body without the brain kind of thing. Like he created right. it. He yeah. made it what it is. And it's successful because it might work for some jabroni to come in and 
throw a bunch of touchdowns and get a big contract yeah. the next year. You but know, it's the, like that's it, what he made it. Andrew, you, know? you can argue system because look at how good Castle did when Matt Castle came in. Was he what like paid. Castle was like fourteen and one or something well, stupid? Yeah, because what did he what did he have to do? He had to either throw it deep to Moss or Welker on a little crossing option route. Those are easy was, passes, exactly. Or even now, Allsbury does is throw it to James White or. Well, so you're gonna say Troy Aikman's a chump too, and that he didn't deserve? He was. He whoa, was. Whoa. He, you should see the look on a, Quinn's he face had an right now. Amazing offensive line in Emmett Smith and, and heard about Marino. But I'm not even exactly. a Troy Aikman fan. I always said Marino was best, but Andrew. he only made it to one Super Bowl. Never right. had a so defense. You're saying, you're, we just named off like all these Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and <laughs> far, he's not on the board. I, I said far, Marino. I said Marino was great. He's one of the so best far quarterbacks system ever. Quarterback. He was Rodgers. He was great. Andrew, you could put Rodgers in any system. You could put Favre in the system. He's feeling threatened right now. No, he's, I was just no, going to agree with Andrew. No, Andrew. I just want to see what his answer is because it seems like no matter what quarterback we rattle off, he's saying system quarterback. Did you? Oh yeah, I guess you guys weren't at the show when we're on the JT and the the Don show where I was listing all this stuff off prior. But all right, God, I, can I go love it, it when they razz up Andrew. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. This is no bullshit, Andrew. I'm going to agree <laughs> with you on something here. My grandma could have run for a 1,000 yards a season behind that fucking Cowboys That's offensive right. line. My <laughs> grandma. Here's, here's your hole, grandma. 12 feet wide. There's not going to be a linebacker wow. anywhere near you for 10 yards because Daryl Johnson's got that asshole wrapped up. There you go, grandma. 1,000 yards those a season. Those offensive linemen could run four fours. That's true. Yeah. That, that, that Cowboys. Look, that Cowboys. That Cowboys. That Cowboys offensive line. Any running back. They're ahead of their time. Not, I'm not saying Emmett Smith isn't good. No, but look, I you agree. take that same offensive line, anybody ever could run for a thousand yards behind those guys. There never was back. and there still hasn't been, and there never will be. I don't give a shit what anybody says about Dave, you can't predict the future. I will say right now on record, there will never, ever, ever be another offensive line like the nineties Cowboys offensive I line. Say it was a perfect ever. storm. They could afford giant to- Fucking dudes. They had to. Giant dudes with a ton of athleticism. Who was it? It was Eric Williams. Williams. Nate. uh, Nate Eric Williams. No, no, not Nate Newton. Nate Newton was uh, defensively. No, um, Nate Newton was the offensive line. Was it? it was Eric Williams, Nate Newton, Larry Mark Stepanowski, Larry, Larry Allen. Allen, and who was the other guy? It was uh, Nate. S- Nate Newton, Eric Williams. Stats and research. Mar- stats and research. Well, Anyhow. It was the center. Yeah. No, Stepanowski. Stepanowski. Nate, Stepan- Stepanowski he was the center. center yeah. like Anyhow. That. Nate Williams. Nate, yeah, they, Nate Newton, Eric Williams, Larry Allen, Stepanowski. There was one other guy. How the fuck did but, we turn this into a like Cowboys? Anyhow, Dave. Like so, so, Quinn. <laughs> so, Quinn. So, let's get. I, I dude, saying, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get off on Tom this Brady. This is an ESPN first take. We got time. Hot sauce. Talk, talk to me about hot, hot sauce. Some we, we, well, some of them broads needed some hot sauce. We were going to talk about hot sauce. It's our main event. All right, so here's one to put online on. with the hot sauce. Hot. The hot sauce. The hot sauce. Is this would be great online for all of our listeners and all our, our fans and friends of the podcast. It's your big moment. Get, <laughs> get in on this. Let us know your true feelings on hot sauce. I love hot sauce. I think it's fun to do the challenge like that to see what you can, you know, what your body is capable of when you take this hot sauce. Because, like, we've <laughs> hey, it's true. It's true. What because your body is we, capable well, of. We, Keep going. Keep going. We, we go this with the Scoville level where it's like we did 100% pain already. We did. Or we even go, went to the Mall of America where Dave signed me forced hot sauce down his throat. To have some hot sauce. And my throat was burning for a while, but I... 
it was fun because it's entertaining. It it makes me feel alive. I mean, so it's so much fun to do. <laughs> it's not so for taste. It makes it feel alive, dude. It makes me feel alive. Hey, Skydiving. Hey. Well, exactly. Nature. Sky, no. Skydiving, all that stuff. Hot I sauce. I would do all of it. Yeah. I would do all of it. It's just, it's fun and entertaining for me and myself to make my friends look at me like, I can't believe you fucking did that. I'll tell you what. Uh, I am, I enjoy hot foods. I really do. Uh, and I like spicy foods and I like hot sauce to a certain point. Once it starts to physically hurt my fucking face, I don't want to get involved with any of that shit and i've seen people that like take the challenge and it's like look i am a fat kid at heart and if i I tell you what i love eating and i love my food and i like enjoying my food but i don't understand people who want to get into i don't understand people who want to get into this this, these hot sauce challenges where like you're burning your face off it doesn't you know i don't understand at at what level does it go to okay so you're taking hot sauce and at what point does it not become hot sauce and it's just some kind of acid that's burning your tongue? It's like a fucking yeah, it's just burning your you mouth. Know? It's, it's just like, like I'll take uh, the fucking powder from Fight Club and put it on your tongue and give you a chemical burn. Well, here's the thing. See, what's the difference? Because you're not enjoying the food. It doesn't taste good. It doesn't bring out any flavor. I love Frank's Red Hot. I love buffalo sauce with some kick. I love uh, some of the spicy food that I'll, I'll make up over at Friend of the Podcast, soon to be a sponsor, Who Hot. I mean, that's fantastic. We're working on on a deal with hoo ha right now. We are Tabasco, but but to to just Jesus. eat some food that's that's just going to ruin your day and wreck your tongue. I don't understand the enjoyment. Well, well, the thing is, is I've never done it just like by myself in my house and alone. <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> it's always been with people having fun. Like, what are see we what talking about? The thing about? is dropped in. What are they thinking? And people just fast forward to that spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because people listen to a podcast and like, let's fast forward to fifty-five minutes in. Let's see what's going. Yeah, I, uh, I like. Oh, it's I fun only to do, do it with other friends. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're gonna listen to the at least ten minutes. I'll tell in. you what. I it's, it's it's more. It is an entertainment factor because like Thank Andrew and I do watch Hot Ones, which is a very entertaining show. I do get a friends kick of out the of, friends of the podcast. Why don't we go play the punch game then? Let's see who can punch each other what, harder. Watching oh, Sean Jesus. Evans on Hot Ones is more entertaining than a Vin Diesel movie. I'll tell you that. It is not. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you guys. Uh, so I was at I was at a Royal Rumble party at my friend Jerry's house, and I'm, I had Jerry. Yeah, Jerry's a good shit. Jerry Sauerbeier, good guy. He had Great some guy. hot sauce there, salsa stupid. It was called. Warned, I bite well, stupefy you. One bite will stupefy you. Stupid salsa, and I put, I I dipped. I didn't scoop. I dipped. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. This was a very, I, I, I dipped. I didn't scoop. And this was a very thin consistency, okay? This wasn't thick. It wasn't chunky. Juicy. So there was barely anything Dave, on. Dave, was it moist? Fuck, man. Don't be such a creep. You know, you're <laughs> some, some shit Andrew would yeah, say. That's my job, you dick. He's the creep. So it's a very thin, consistently salsa. I dip the chip in. A dip, not a scoop. You know the difference. There's no, it's just on the chip. There's not a bunch of it. And my fucking mouth was, <laughs> my fucking mouth was burning. And I mean burning. What fun is that? It hurt. And I mean like legitimately fucking hurt. And everybody was laughing their ass off. Exactly. And oh, this is great, whatever. And it, I mean, it fucking hurt 
really, yeah. really bad. And like my lips were burning in my mouth and you're drinking water and that doesn't always help. I, like I said, I, I like hot foods, but these people who do this hot shit, I was at a fucking, I was bouncing. I don't know if Quinn, if you remember, a friend of mine opened a bar in Appleton. It was, God, it must've been 2009 hog heaven. And a buddy of mine opened up a biker bar and I was kind of on the end, the backside of my bouncing career. And he's like, he's like, hey, can you help out for Swayze? Swayze style. Yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, he's like the back end of my bouncing career. Let's go, amigo. I started hanging it up around 09. I had a good about eight, nine year run of bouncing. But um, no, so my buddy's like, hey, man, you know, I'm doing my opening. I need some extra bouncers. Would you mind coming out? And part of his opening of his bar, it was a bar slash restaurant. He had this wings challenge. And he had this shit like it was obnoxiously hot. And if you finish like 12 of them, you got a fucking free T-shirt and the wings are free. So congratulations. You got a $5 T-shirt. This guy ate 12. He then spent the next three hours. And it had, the place had like a parking lot and then a little strip of like grass, like a three-foot wide like strip of grass and then concrete. He spent three hours out throwing up on the front lawn of this bar. Oh, I think what your stomach puking. is doing. And they, yeah. And his friends brought him a gallon of milk because apparently milk is supposed to help. And he was set. I'm like, and finally I went over to his friends. I'm like, hey, look, this is like the grand opening weekend. Your friend is out in front of the bar on the sidewalk on his knees puking. Can you please get him out of here? This looks terrible for the bar. Yeah. They were like, hell no. That dumbass did this shit to himself. We told him not to do it. He was trying to impress us. And I was like, I was like, eh, touche. You know, <laughs> kind of got me. Touche. <laughs> you got him. Then get his ass in a taxi yeah. and get him out of here. Cause the owner was getting pissed. He's like, yo, Dave. He's like, why is, why is it fucking dude outside puking on the sidewalk? The I'm like, cause you dumbass. Cook had this stupid wings challenge And this guy was dumb enough to do it And here's the thing After he got through like three or four of these things He had to be like sweating and shit He finished yeah, a like dozen And it was like the hottest sauce they had Like nobody apparently the rest of the night Even touched that shit And he sat there I'm not kidding He sat and was on his hands and knees for hours And it's like why, why That could have been their undoing Yeah, And you know why he did that shit For, the, for a free fucking t-shirt And to maybe I don't know, somehow impress somebody with his, his food Ooh, capability. look at him. He's sexy. I wonder yeah. what that'd be like to mate with. <laughs> to mate? I wonder what his breeding stock is like. Maybe uh, later so we can So let me ask boink. you, Oak, what's yeah. the difference between doing what that gentleman did, torturing himself with wings, or if he would have just stuck his tongue in a mousetrap? Well, because a, a mouse, because a mouse trap in, or in your punching, I hate to uh, I hate to <laughs> shut down your analogies, but uh, something like a mouse trap or punching somebody is going to leave uh, a lasting injury. Where a, a food hot whatever it should wear off after a couple hours, uh, and you're not going to be hurt. Goes away. The old Charlie horse. Oh, game, the old Charlie that goes horse. Away. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but um, like decking him in the face. Decking him. <laughs> like, this broken Before. nose. This broken nose isn't going to go away. But no, I don't. I tell you <laughs> so what, I don't understand. You guys don't like the challenges at all. No. Oh, saying, the super hey, hot, they're it. funny to they're funny to watch in the same way it's funny to watch jackass and people shooting each other with paintballs. It's funny to watch somebody else do it, but it's just not my thing. Like I don't get like why you would so purposely you exactly. burn your so why purposely you burn your mouth. To, if you would try to eat, uh, I'd watch 60. Andrew do it right now. <laughs> Well, he's, exactly. he's swiping. He's and swiping. What it, and he likes it doing is. it when he's with groups of people and see, not see, like by himself. See, like you, you didn't like the people laughing at you as it burnt your lips. Or whereas I don't mind it. I don't care. It was so. Let me it's ask entertaining. you. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. <laughs> to, to you two. So 
Would you? What's your opinions on food challenges? Then, where you have to stuff your face so much that you're basically gaining 20 pounds, and then you can't do anything for like. Hey, and look, I've done. I've done Joey a food Chestnut challenge. is an American hero. I've done oh. a food challenge, but I think there's a fine line, right? Oh. So we did a challenge no. <laughs> when I was in college. It was uh, you had to eat. Or you had to drink a pitcher of beer and as many whoppers as you could in Why? like in like fifteen <laughs> minutes. And I think I did five whoppers and a pitcher of beer. I came in second. Wow, cool. And uh, <laughs> and that was the last food challenge that I did. But knocking down five whoppers isn't gonna like burn your mouth, make your Still eyes water, you make f- your nose run. <laughs> Uh, you okay, could, so the other thing is you could go, you know, go to bulimic fair, and puke that back up. To be up. fair, on two two ends there, you could actually get hurt on both. Get hurt? <laughs> you could. <laughs> you could make yourself you actually could injure yourself. I think you go to the hospital because yeah, of water. I don't, I don't know. Any <laughs> sort of, of any sort of challenge, my way. Any sort of challenge where you're going to make yourself podcast. sick to me is But I didn't get sick. I was like, that was pretty damn good. Yeah, to be like, look, the challenges where the like the old 96er in Great Outdoors, to be really full and slightly uncomfortable. I would rather be uncomfortably full than have my mouth burning. Uncomfortably full. Uh, there's well, he's, he's, not, really he's not done. He's, he's not done. There's nothing left but gristling fat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I'm with Buster. I like the challenge of it. Obviously, I'm going to say no to some of the like scorching hot stuff. But if it's something that's within the parameters of what I can handle, I will try it. Well, see, and again, I'm not going to do a challenge that I don't enjoy. And if I, I don't enjoy eating spice wings, hey, who doesn't love Whoppers? They're goddamn <laughs> tremendous. You know, that's a totally different challenge American, than uh, American you know, staple. eating Only spicy wings so to torture yourself. Yeah, so the, that's like having a thumbtack match, Andrew. Andrew have you that's ever, outlaw mud show Andrew, shit. Andrew, have you ever eaten like foods that were so hot that like you, you threw up afterwards? Like it nope. made you. Okay, so there you go. Iron I mean, belly on that guy. I do. I do have an iron stomach. Like even in I mean, sports, you I never had like, to throw up. It's like, uh, uh, like you were starting. Like, uh, not on spicy foods. No, though. never? No. Maybe you're just not challenging yourself enough. <laughs> Maybe you're not. The, the, dude. The da bomb. The da bomb is coming. Dude, I had to sign a waiver for that salsa in Mall of America. America. You had to sign a waiver to eat salsa? I have it on That should have been, look, if you have to sign a fucking waiver (laughs) before you're eating food, that should have been your sign. Don't eat this shit. But Andrew, Mainly because it's a free sample, not You are a champion. What do you mean? It's why It was a free sample. Okay, I get it's a free sample, but why would... Thank you. Why would you have to sign a waiver in any regard, free sample or whether it was whatever? Well, because if you're purchasing it, you don't have to sign a waiver to purchase it. I fucking you lost me, man. So, how on a of scale course. of one to ten, how much did it burn? He, he on a scale of one to water. ten answers, no, no. How many answer, answers? Did everybody it burn knows it? it's out of five answers. Okay. One to five knows. answers. The, the waiver, the sign of waiver s- sauce. How much did it I would burn? I'd say it was uh, probably a. Uh, Four point four. Hey, on let me, the answer okay, scale. So since we're on like this food challenge, hot stuff burning up shit. How about <laughs> jelly bellies or those jelly bellies that taste like dog shit? Have you guys tried those yet? I haven't had one that tastes like dog. No, poop. I had ones that taste really good. Like weird. Some <laughs> asshole. That, some <laughs> asshole that I work with, Brian Fisher, friend of the podcast. Is he? Uh, he, 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 he Brian Fisher. Called- 
Brian Fisher gave me one of these fucking spicy Starbursts. Have you ever had these? Oh, I have yeah. not. Yeah, they shouldn't make them because it's a Starburst. It's a fruit, fruity. <laughs> Why would you make be, it spicy? It's supposed to be fun. But you man. bite in and you're it's like, something's fucking wrong with this thing? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is spicy. And he's just looking at me like waiting for me to be like, what the fuck did you give me? You know, that kind of like little kid look. Yeah. And it's it's weird because it's fruity and yep. spicy, which is an awkward combination. But uh, anyhow, Brian Fisher, if you're listening, screw you and your... Uh, I'd be. T- I, I sit next to this guy at work. Yeah, or uh, we have giant fucking giant cubicles at Thriving. Giant, it's like fucking bigger than my old office at my last job. But um, sit next to a guy, business. Brian Fisher. Guy just he's he's one of those desk mates that just brings food for you like every day. I'd be <laughs> fucking ripped, ripped if I didn't sit next to <laughs> if I didn't sit next to Brian. And I can't say no one because I'm a fat kid and two because you know in some cultures it's rude to turn down yeah, food. Yeah, you can't turn down but anyhow, food. sorry. I mean to get too far off topic. Uh, spicy Starburst, not what you need to do. Spicy not Skittles what we want. Too. But um, Speaking of Skittles, friends of the podcast. They are. Skittles. Are the kids of the- love the podcast. Taste the, the rainbow. rainbow. You ever seen some of those foreign Skittles commercials they shoot? <laughs> Holy oh, shit. Fucking oh, hilarious. You guys know what the best way to have Skittles is? You mix that shit with some cough syrup. Oh, it's so good. Jesus. <laughs> Guy make some drink. Skittles with some Robitussin. He tried holding some, a straight put, face. Put oh some tussin on it. God, Jesus, oh. Quinn. That's what we need is people suing the podcast. And you muted me. Sudafed is going to be suing the podcast. Do I got time? Do I got time to tell my my talent show story, or do we got to wait for next week for that? We should tease that for one more week. <laughs> hey, just give us a quick recap on what the tease Not is to, to the setup. No, one more recap of the tease, and we will lead that with the show. Holy Fuck. All right, guys. Promise. Minutes. And then next week will be a recap of the recap. <laughs> next of the week. Recap all right. The next week we'll give you the show. So it's it's just I'm not I can't tease too much because I don't want to okay, give half then. the story. My brother, <laughs> my my brother. Then just do the tip. My brother, just the tip. My brother, my oldest just brother Drew, had a cover band that perform a, a hair metal cover band. Hey, do we have video footage so I can? Fuck uh, no. If somebody, I would. Oh. There, there's not is enough. There mo- anybody, there's, Dave, you know a lot of people. Put it on, dude. Put well, it you on know what? Word. I should put that out on fucking Facebook. If anybody has video of the 1998, 1988 St. John's Spring Talent Show, they have it on. I don't care PSA. what they have it on. Friends of the podcast. PSA from Dave Bay. My brother and his rock band. My brother and his rock band performed. I hate to put this off another week. We're running, we're running over on time. Andrew's, uh, Andrew's oh. got to get back to <laughs> Tinder. Like you should put like you should put like hot sauce like champion on on Tinder. Oh, or something. we gotta focus. We gotta focus. All right. So next week, <laughs> I promise. Swear to God. Swear to God. Next week, uh, well, you'll hear the story of the Andy Bay St. John's Catholic Grade School, 1988. Spring talent show. It's a fucking doozy. And you know what? I was I was thinking about somebody was asking me the other day. I got into telling this old fucking bouncing story, and I've got a lot of bouncer stories. <laughs> and I feel like maybe Those are not the best. Th- so yeah. do I. I bu- yeah. But on the other side. Yeah, Andrew's got this the bounced story. The the bounce. I got stories about getting my ass kicked by bouncers <laughs> left and right. No, I've, I've got a lot. I've got you know. So I, I bounced for like almost uh, 2001 to 2000. I think nine or ten. I was done. Maybe I bounced all the way to 11. 2011 at Route 15 before I finally hung it up. Yes, because I went back to starting at bouncing at Route 15 in 2009. Worked there till 2011. So I had about a 10 year on and off bouncing career in which. Uh, I experienced so many great stories, a lot of Roadhouse-esque shit, and uh, I feel like those are things that we should share here on the podcast. So moving forward, I'm going to try to dip in 
a bouncer story, you know, every uh, every episode or two. I like it. And uh, and tell you guys some of the great experiences I've had bouncing. I hope you have well, a good Well, because I feeling. think people forget once they get to be over the age of like 24, 25, they kind of forget all the crazy shit well, that goes on in bars Here's the here's great know? thing about my bouncing stories, okay? Now, I bounced from 2001 to 2011. It was really... It was really before every cell phone had a high-quality camera on it. And so we got away with a lot of shit um, that you couldn't get away with and today because everybody would have everybody yeah. would have been recording oh, the bouncer sure. doing some shit. So I'll have some good bouncer stories, but that'll be in, in upcoming episodes. Um, but, uh, yeah, holy shit, what did we talk about today? We talked about cranky talked about white women, movies, Tom Brady and how sexy he is. Ran the Andrew, Andrew sitting at home with his hot sauce and his tender. <laughs> tender. You better be careful, because if you get hot sauce on your hand, okay, and then hot look, and then hot. Well, might had a good story about. Guy, that. I've, I so a true fucking story before we wrap up. No. If you've ever had like jalapenos, you're at about a bar and you get jalapenos yeah, at your hand. Zach I've gotten story. jalapenos on my hand or whatever from a, a burger or fucking whatever you're eating nachos and you get jalapeno on your hand, and then you go to the bathroom. And you go to the bathroom touchy, touchy. and you touch your, you know, your man parts you use your to hand. go pee. And the next thing you know, Quinn's just freehanding it or a double, a no, double he, arm. Just, I tell you what, no, he, do, he does it like a kid in grade school. <laughs> he puts the pants, pants, the pants all the way down to the pulls ankle, his shirt pulls up. his shirt up. <laughs> no, you got to be careful though. If you touch hot foods, and I'm sure the ladies know this too. If you're a lady and you touch your boobs or your lady parts after hot foods, it can be burning. It's any a bad touch. It's any a, yeah, other it's parts. A, it's a bad yeah. experience. But I tell you what, and if the, you have contact lenses, you better wash your hands like oh, three oh, times yeah. before you go to bed. You ever pee with both hands up on the wall? That is the most alpha move in the movie. Oh, just let her go. Just stand oh, there in a public like bathroom. Two back. hands, I public heard, bathroom, both hands up I heard on the you wall. Flex while you do it. Alpha you just move. go like this, like the whole. No, double double. There is nothing more alpha than a hands double on hand hips. on the wall. Hand, two hands on, on the hips. hips. That's an alpha move. <laughs> You'll see that at every game day at anywhere. <laughs> double hands uh, on hips. Especially peeing. at a trough in an old stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Power move right what about, there. What about, what about peeing with two hands on the back of your head? Like that was just, 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 just tilting your head back a little going, bit. Oh, and then, you, then you look down and you're like, hands. shit, my shoe. <laughs> I we, think we need some help do, from our listeners could we to do, that do a at, vote. Could we do that at Lambo? Like get a camera in the bathroom? Of course we could. A cell phone. Andrew can. It's yeah. a little bit creepy to record. <laughs> Andrew can. It's a little bit creepy to have your cell phone out in the bathroom. I'm but we get in a very there. We get in a very crowded atmosphere and we test from one restroom to the next to see each, what gets the best position. reaction. Yeah. Yep. We'll just do we'll just do one where it's like two hands up on the head, see what the Packer fans think. Yeah. I don't know who's going to be the one who drops their pants all the way down to their ankles. The 2-year-old eh. pee. God, my friend Adam Fox got peed on by a little kid at a wrestling tournament once. I'll, all right, all right, all right. I'm getting yelled at. Last story. Last story. Final story of the podcast. Adam fucking Fox at a wrestling tournament. Adam Fox, friend, friend of the, of the podcast. podcast. Great football player, wrestler. Had a full chest rug in seventh fucking grade. Adam Fox. He was a man amongst children. We're at a wrestling tournament. He's standing there peeing, and some little kid off to his left little kid thinks he's done stands up turns and just pisses all over adam's <laughs> leg i was right behind him greatest shit in the world adam's all like, yeah 
<laughs> what the fuck? You know, and this little kid just yeah. Anna what Fox, do you do? Adam Fox got his leg pissed on Did by a little kid? kid. There's no way back. No, from Adam that. just went and no. took. He was a great wrestler. Went and yeah, took his aggression. Yeah, tell him I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Guy, he was in high school. The kid was like four. Our age gap is a little fucked off here. Oh All right, that's my last story. I'm done. That's it, Quinn. Hey, we hope you enjoyed listening. We love making it. We just want to give a special shout out to some friends of the podcast. Not hot sauce, but some good sauce. JR's barbecue sauce he available sauce. where, Andrew? On jrsbarbecue.com and also rest pro wrestling That's right. We also want to thank Martinez Cigars. Get yourself a Beer City Bruiser Cigar. You will enjoy it. Nice way to cap off your evening. Also want to thank uh, Honda Power Sports, Monster Energy, Matco Tools. Uh, what are Dave's uh, oh, watch? Uh, and big <laughs> shout out to Muscle Sport. <laughs> and, no, whatever watches. Muscle Sport and S-Force. Thank you. S-Force Watch. Yeah. I told you I fucking met the guy. Okay, no more stories. Save it for next week. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up, and I'm going to send it to the answer for the big finish. Let's hope he doesn't botch it. All right. Thank you very much, Quinn. So for the Appleton Oak, man of a thousand poses, Mr. Mason Quinn, Diamond Dave Damone, I'm the answer, and good night.